The Jets are in Miami this weekend, and they have plenty to play for. We'll talk about it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, December 15th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy it. Give us a big thumbs up. It helps us out, helps other Jets fans find the podcast. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the Jets face the Miami Dolphins this weekend, and we're going to preview the game on today's show. It's a one o'clock kickoff on Sunday, and Jets back in the early time slot the last couple of weeks after. Lots of primetime games early in the season. Lots of late afternoon kicks. Jets are back in their traditional 1 o'clock time slot as they've been the last couple of weeks. Game will be shown on CBS on Sunday. Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call, so it will be the featured game of the week on CBS. Jets looking to get a second straight victory. Now, the Jets are probably out of the playoff race. You know, Even if they win out and finish 9-8, and eight, they're unlikely to make the playoffs. They're just too far out of the race right now. I think for, for the Jets, nine wins is probably not going to get them in the playoffs. But there's still plenty to play for for this team heading into the final four games of the season. I think when you're talking about Zach Wilson, his performance last weekend against the Houston Texans was very good. It was encouraging. Question is, can Zach Wilson build on that performance? We've been here before with Zach. We've been at a spot where we say, you know what, he played well last week. Now can he stack good games together? For Zach Wilson, that's been the issue. Zach Wilson has played good games in the past, but he hasn't been able to do it consistently. And this Miami Dolphins defense will be an opportunity for him to put a second consecutive good game together. In fact, I, I, mean, I was going through his career. I can't really think of many times he's played well two straight weeks. So big opportunity for Zach Wilson. And it also will have a lot to do with his future, both with the Jets and in the NFL, I think that if Zach Wilson plays well over these final four weeks, you could see you know you could see him coming back next year, perhaps as the backup quarterback. I think that these games will help Zach Wilson get reps. I've said this over and over, and I'll, I'll keep saying it over and over. Zach Wilson, more than anything, I think needs experience. I think that in year three, we've seen the quality of his play go up, and a lot of it's just he's get he's got more experience. He understands defenses a little bit better. He understands pre-snap tells a little bit better. He knows where to go to the ball. He knows what the defense is doing a little bit better. It, it just takes time, and this these, these next four games are going to be a test of Zach Wilson, and they're going to be an opportunity for him to show that he's grown as a quarterback. There's also, I guess, in theory – the possibility that Zach Wilson's not going to play the next four games because there's all this talk about Aaron Rodgers returning. Now, if the Jets win this game, I think their odds of making the playoffs are still only 1%, but maybe the Jets are playing for an Aaron Rodgers return next week. I think that that's a bit tough to see from the standpoint that, again, the Jets are not really in the playoff race right now, but also if the Jets win this game, odds are Zach Wilson will have played pretty well. Zach Wilson, you know, I mean, there's a scenario where the Jets 
defense dominates and the offense doesn't do anything and they squeak out a win like they were doing early in the season against quality opponents. But most realistically, if the Jets win this game, Zach Wilson is going to play well. So would you bench a Zach a version of Zach Wilson who's playing well for a potentially injured Aaron Rodgers? I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll cross that road when we get there. Jets also have a chance to be play spoiler. Uh, you know, against the division rival. I know it's not the most exciting thing to do, but Miami, of course, having a good season. They're on top of the AFC East. They're trying to in- improve their playoff seating. So the Jets have an opportunity to kind of push back on their division rival. They also have an opportunity for a little measure of revenge. We all remember what happened on that Black Friday game. It was an ugly performance capped by the Hail Mary that was run back for a touchdown. I mean, I, I, there are no guarantees in the NFL, but one thing I will guarantee you in this game is that the Jets are not going to have a Hail Mary run back for a touchdown on an interception. I mean, they're, they're, you're, that's one thing I can absolutely guarantee you. So the Jets, with an opportunity to gain some measure of revenge. And then also, you know, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, these are two guys who I think need wins. I don't think that either of them is likely to be fired at this point. I think the scenario where they could be fired is if the Jets lose out. If this Jets team finishes 5-13, and 13, I'm sorry, not five and thirteen. If this Jets team finishes five and twelve, this team's going to. I, I think that that's a scenario where the Jets could potentially look at making a change because I think that that's where you'd say, you know what, even with Aaron Rodgers out, how is this only a five-win team? And I think Salah and Joe Douglas got a bit of a reprieve last weekend. You know, it, the seasons where it all falls apart are kind of a wild card. I think in general, Salah and Douglas can point to Rodgers' injury and they can say, well, if we had Rodgers here, the team would be better. You had to give us one more year. I think Woody Johnson would go for that. But I think you reach a certain point that if the season really does fall apart, that's a scenario where those guys could be in a little bit of trouble because if the Jets only win five games this year, you know, you, you kind of look at this and you'd say, you know, this is a five-win roster without Aaron Rodgers. How much better was Aaron Rodgers going to make it? That's a scenario where I think Salah and Douglas could, could find themselves in a bit of trouble. And that's a scenario where Woody Johnson, we know Woody Johnson listens to outside pressures. We know Woody Johnson cares about what the media has to say. He cares about what the fans want. Uh, Woody Johnson's a very reactive owner. And you know he's the guy, kind of guy who could be tipped if these last four games don't go well for the Jets. You know, again, I think a little bit of a reprieve for Salah and Douglas last weekend by getting that win over the Houston Texans. And you, you just feel it around the team. You can feel it in the fan base. People aren't as upset as they were this time a week ago. People aren't feeling quite as hopeless as they were this time a week ago. And winning really for at least one week kind of cures all that ails a team. Well, the, the narrative can change from week to week in the NFL. And we've seen that over and over. If the Jets lose this game, then we're right back to where we were, where it's, is this team collapsing? You know, this team will have lost what, six out of seven games. You know, that's not very good. And then we'll be right back to where we were a week ago. So that's the that's what Salah wants to avoid. That's what Douglas wants to avoid. So I think plenty on the line for the New York Jets as they approach the final four games of the season. You know, the, this team looking to build on a win over the Houston Texans. And if they get a win, then, you know, you start to feel better about this thing. You, know, you really start to feel like maybe they're building something over the final month of the season. It doesn't always carry over. We've seen that over and over that wins in December don't necessarily mean that your franchise is going to sustain that success. But you always want to see you always want to see a team end the season strong. And if the Jets can do that, it will at least I don't know, maybe take some of this thing out of what's been a very disappointing 2023 season. 
So there's even with the Jets probably out of the playoff race. I mean, they're still mathematically alive. I guess you know if they win out and get a lot of help, maybe things can go their way. But even with the Jets, you know, for all intents and purposes, probably out of the playoff race, there's still a lot to play for in these games going forward, starting this Sunday at Miami. And part of the way the Jets will need to perform is their offense needs to keep it up. The offense had their best game of the season against Houston. It was the best half of the season against the Houston Texans. How can they repeat that performance? Well, we'll discuss that as we continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. You know, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. The Jets have had so many injuries on the offensive line this year that had to bring a new offensive lineman. Maybe the Jets should be looking at LinkedIn Jobs to upgrade their offensive line depth. Well, same goes for your business. LinkedIn is not just another jobs board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So many, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And they even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. For free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And you should know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of the Locked On Podcast Network plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Today on Locked On Jets, we're previewing Jets-Dolphins 1 o'clock Eastern time Sunday in Miami, Jets get to go to South Florida, maybe beat the cold weather of December. You always want the Miami game to come late in the season. That's always a difficult trip if it's in September, even sometimes in October, because the heat and humidity wear teams down. You know, that's the advantage that the Dolphins have. Dolphins are a warm weather team, so they they you know, they don't like flying north in uh in December and January. And sometimes their fans complain about it. This is a warm weather team that is in a division with three other cold weather teams. Well, the flip goes in the earliest part of the season because of the heat and humidity in Miami. The Dolphins have an advantage in their September games because they're used to it, and sometimes their opponents aren't. So Jets kind of lucked out on the schedule, and the schedule came out this year that they got the Dolphins late in the season in December because in December you want to go to Miami. You know, It's a nice nice little weekend getaway, and if you're going to the game, I hope you enjoy yourself. Uh, Jets offense, you know, I, I was going to say that they had their best – game of the season last week against Houston, but it was really more their best half of the season because they put up 30 points in one half after putting up zero in the first half. It really came out of nowhere. That that offensive performance, I mean, it was it, it was like a typical Jets first half where, you know, the offense isn't doing anything and the defense is playing great. And then suddenly, you know, the Jets get aggressive. And a lot of it, I think, did come down to aggression before the game got out of hand. When the game was within two scores in the second half, the Jets had 11 passing calls versus six rush, rushing attempts uh, in their uh, first down, which kind of flipped what they did in the first half. The first half, it was seven rushes, uh, three passes. So the Jets, I think, need to stay aggressive on offense. We've been here before with Nathaniel Hackett. Remember after that Kansas City game when the Jets were aggressive and we said, and we the Jets went out to Denver and we said the Jets need to stay aggressive and they did not. Even though they beat the Denver Broncos, I thought Hackett's play calling in that one 
was one of the contributing factors to that game being closer than it should be. And it never got better up to until last weekend. Uh, so I think the first thing is you want to see Hackett stay aggressive. The second thing is you want to see Zach Wilson play effective football again. You know, the Houston Texans made it kind of easy. I mean, if we're going to be honest, Zach Wilson played a great game. It may have been his best game as a pro. He's making really smart pre-snap reads. You know, he did a good job getting the ball to the open receiver. But it was also bad defense from Houston. I think Miami probably is not going to play as poorly. I think they're they're not, probably not going to have as many holes in coverage as Houston did, and that's just because you know an NFL team would struggle to play as poorly in the back end of their defense as Houston did. So, an opportunity for, for Zach Wilson to again show he belongs with this team, an opportunity for Zach Wilson to show he's growing, an opportunity for Zach Wilson to you know stake a claim that whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else next year, he's got a spot in this league. Uh, so that I think that that's a key for the Jets. Obviously, I would also say that on the offensive side of the ball, Zach Wilson needs help. You know, I don't think it was an accident last weekend that the Jets' supporting cast actually st stepped up for the maybe the first time all season. We know we have Garrett. You know, you know Garrett Wilson's probably going to play a really good game. You know, you got Brees. You know that even with the Jets' rushing woes, he's very dangerous when he gets the ball in space. The Jets did a good job of, of utilizing him in the passing game last weekend, and that's part of the reason the offense was so effective. It was a smart decision. You know, when the Jets, when you're struggling to run block up front, you get the ball to your running back in other ways. You throw you throw him screens. You get him. You know, you throw him passes short. You get him the ball in space. You let him do his thing. But after that, after those two, and those are the two go-to guys on the offense for the Jets. Jets actually got some production from some of their supporting players, which they haven't all season long. Tyler Conklin chipping in four catches and making some difficult catches in traffic. You know, Conklin's numbers look okay this year, but, you know, a lot of check downs, you know, a lot of garbage time production when the Jets are out of the game. Last week was the first, it was one of the few times this year where Tyler Conklin's produced when the game mattered. And the same goes for Jeremy Ruckert. Ruckert's kind of stepped into the lineup because of CJ Uzama's injury. He chipped in with three catches last week. You know, the Jets... I don't know if the Jets, the tight ends necessarily a strength for the Jets, but wide receiver is obviously a weakness. So perhaps the Jets would be better off using more two tight end sets. And then, you know, you're not getting a lot of, out of Xavier Gibson. You're not getting a lot out of Randall Cobb, but their contributions last weekend were timely because they both chipped in a touchdown. And that's, you know, if you're, you're, you want your role players not just to make a play here and there, you want the play that here or there to make to be a timely play. And that's what the Jets got from Gibson and Cobb. It's going to be tough because once again, the Jets offensive line looking shaky. You know, this is, this is just something that's going to be the case. The final four weeks of the season, the Jets do not have a good offensive line right now. And the, you know, at least it seems like this, this offensive line is going to be consistent. So one of the rare times this year where the Jets are starting the same offensive line back to back weeks, or at least it, that's how it seems right now. So that's a positive, but unfortunately, you know, the Jets offensive line just, not in great shape. And that makes play calling more challenging. And that's part of the reason I think it was important that Nathaniel Hackett utilized play action last weekend because play action can slow the pass rush down. Guys have to stay in their lanes to guard against the run and then essentially slows down the pass rush. It tends to make throwing lanes bigger because guys are linebackers are crashing down against the run. The other thing I think Hackett did to great effect last weekend was use utilize motion. That's something that's been lacking in the Jets offense this year. You know, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers may not want a ton of motion in his offense because he wants to he wants to direct traffic. You know, if, if he wants to like kind of be the general at the line of scrimmage. So if a guy motions when Aaron Rodgers is there, it's usually because Aaron Rodgers has brought the signal for the guy to come in motion. And the reason Rodgers will do that is there's something specific he wants to figure out with the defense, and he thinks the motion will get the defense to react. 
or sometimes he just thinks if he moves a guy in motion, he can, that receiver a receiver can get good leverage on the defender. You know, sometimes a defender gets caught in traffic in man coverage when his man goes in motion. You know, Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers wants to be the one that determines that uh, on the uh, when he's in the game. Zach Wilson probably needs a little bit more help. Zach Wilson's not really a field general at this point of his career. And younger quarterbacks, less experienced quarterbacks, they need more help from the sideline. They need more help from their coaching staff. Zach Wilson has not been getting it this year so far from Nathaniel Hackett. Last weekend's game against Houston was one of the rare times where he had. And you know, I mean, the other time where he really has gotten the help from Nathaniel Hackett was the game against Kansas City, which unsurprisingly is the other the two, two the, unsurprisingly, these are the two best games Zach has played all season long. You know. It's a slippery slope. You can say the quarterback's playing well. Obviously, the coach is going to look good. But I do think there's a cause and effect between Hackett's play calling and Wilson's level of performance, at least to a certain extent. And certainly, the two games where Wilson's been in the strongest, Hackett's done things a little bit differently. He's been more aggressive in his play calling. He's been he's designed more quarterback-friendly plays. He's done a better job getting Zach Wilson into the flow of the game. So I think that that's something that will need to continue. And look, as we know, Prior to the Houston game, the Jets' offense simply has not been good enough. You know, even in a lot of the games the Jets won, they needed the defense to turn the other team over three, four times. Not a sustain- sustainable formula. Now, is 30 points and a half sustainable? No. Then I'm not saying the Jets are going to ever get 30 points and a half again this season. But they need enough to win. They need more offense than, than they've gotten most of the year. They need a better, they need good performance on the offensive side of the ball. But, of course, there's another side as well. There's the defense. It's the strength of the Jets. And as we continue on this Friday edition of Locked on Jets, we're going to talk about what the Jets defense needs to do to slow down a very explosive Miami Dolphins offensive attack. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. Whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Therapy has many positive benefits. It's helpful for learning coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday, previewing Jets-Dolphins, 1 o'clock Eastern time, Sunday in Miami. Jets looking for their second straight win. Jets looking for win number six of the season, trying to get their record to six and eight. I guess technically trying to keep their faint playoff hopes alive, although it's you know, probably in doubt, potentially playing, you know, if they win, maybe Aaron Rodgers comes back next week. You know, if they lose, then maybe they shut Aaron Rodgers down for the season. We're speculating. One thing we're not speculating about, though, is that the defense is the stronger of the two sides of the ball for the Jets. And the defense has carried the Jets to most of their victories. In fact, last weekend against Houston, they held the Texans, uh, uh, one of the best offensive teams and one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL to six points. And really, the only points they allowed were off a turnover. And I think maybe the defense got caught on its heels a little bit after a Zach Wilson fumble in the third quarter. Outside of that, the defense dominated C.J. Stroud. And this is going to be a tougher test, though. Houston's offense is good. Miami's offense is great. Miami has arguably the best offense in the NFL. Lots of big play threats with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. Um, Jets defense, the first time these teams met, you know, it was okay. I don't think it was a terrible defensive performance, but... You know, the Dolphins got their share of big plays. 
And we talked about how the offense needs to play better in part because the way the Jets have played offense most of the year has given them no shot at winning, no matter how good the defense was. I mean, last week, it looked like we're headed for another frustrating Jets game because the score it was scoreless at the half. So how many times does your defense shut the opponent out at, at, in the first half and you don't go to the locker room with a lead? Defense needs to step up in this one. And, you know, they could have some help from the standpoint that, you know, Miami is pretty banged up. They lost their starting center for the season, their backup center. You know, we're not sure whether he's going to be in the lineup. This could be a matchup where Quinn and Williams feasts. This could be a, a matchup where the Jets defensive line comes to play. You've got beyond Quinn and, you know, you've got Huff, you've got Jermaine, you've got uh, JFM, guys who can get after Tua Tagovailoa. And uh, Tyreek Hill also might be banked up. You know, he was injured Monday uh, Monday night when the Dolphins played against the, the Tennessee Titans. So we're not sure whether Tyreek Hill is going to be in the lineup. And if he is, there's a question, will he be compromised? Will this be the Tyreek Hill that's so explosive? I am interested. I mentioned this yesterday. I'm really interested to see how the Jets deal with Tyreek Hill because this defense tends to just trust its two corners. This defense, you know, they stick sauce on the on the left side, DJ Reed on the right side. And whatever receiver comes their way, that's who they take. They don't really like to match. Uh, they don't really like to match up corners versus receivers, especially on the early downs. But after you know Tyreek Hill got DJ Reed in the first game, do the Jets maybe make an exception? Is this the type of game where there's an adjustment made? Uh, you know, and that's one of the things that's always intriguing when you play a division rival. The second time is you look at what happened the first time. Do you make adjustments? Do you maybe go outside your comfort zone a little bit? I'm interested. I think the Jets might consider playing sauce on Hill a little bit more. You know, and that one of the things about the Jets defense is that they're not easy to attack because they have all this talent, but they're not exactly a team that throws a lot of surprises at you. You know, the Jets essentially on defense, for lack of a better way to describe it, they say, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to try and hide it from you. We're not going to try and fool you. We're just going to out execute you. And there's a philosophy behind it. The idea is that if you keep it simple for the players on defense, they can just react because they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. It becomes instinctual. instinctual. You say this, you, you're, if you're in the same call, then whenever the offense does the same thing, you know exactly what to do. But, you know, sometimes you throw a wrinkle at them. Uh, you know, last year when these teams played the first time at MetLife Stadium, the first play, Salah kind of knew Mike McDaniel's tendencies. These coaches go back. They were both on the San Francisco staff under Kyle Shanahan. And Salah threw a cornerback blitz at uh, at McDaniel, and the, you know it ended up being a successful play on a, on a sauce blitz. You know, I don't know if the sauce is going to blitz, but I think the way the Jets use their corners in this one might be a little bit different. The Jets may just decide to put Sauce uh, one on one against Tyree Kill. I'll, I'll be intrigued to see that matchup. Uh, you know, Miami's got one of the best schemed offenses in the NFL. The play designs are very good. In fact, I mean, the first time these teams played, it was rather striking to me how much better it looked what Miami's plays looked than the Jets' plays looked. So uh, I think it'll be a, it's going to be a challenge for the Jets on defense, and they have to limit the big plays. And I guess that's pretty generic analysis, but I think it's, I think it's true in this case. I think the Jets need to figure out a way to limit these big plays. They cannot allow the Dolphins to go uh, down the field in two, three plays, because even if the offense plays well, and you hope that the offense is going to be effective for the Jets in this one, you hope it's not going to be as bad as it's been for most of the season. I mean, even if they're not going to put up 30 points the way they did last weekend against the Houston Texans, but you can't, the defense is going to have to play one of its best games because this is not a team that can really afford to lean on its offense. You know, I, I don't 30 point outbursts are going to be happening consistently. The defense is going to have to hold this Miami offense down. It's a very talented unit, lots of playmakers, but also perhaps a little shorthanded on Sunday. So 
maybe this is maybe the Jets are catching Miami at the right time. Well, we certainly can hope. But that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out, helps other Jets fans find the podcast. I hope you have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game. We'll be back after the game to break down Jets Dolphins.